Welcome back to the Joseph Carlson Show. After hours, we have an exciting episode to jump into. As you're probably aware, we have the new inflation report, and it was a little bit higher than expectations. All right, it was a lot higher than expectations. It was 9.1%. That looks like that right there. Not pretty. This would be very pretty if it was like a revenue chart of a company going up like this month over month. Unfortunately, it's inflation. So this means all the stuff we buy on a daily basis is getting more and more expensive every single month. And these monthly increases are literally what should be the average yearly increase. So every month it's going up like 1% to 2%. That should be a yearly increase in price. That's the difference here, a factor of 12. So this month wasn't good, but there's something unique about this month, something very different about it and the inflation report. This is what the market did to respond to this inflation report and see if you can spot the difference here. This is the performance of the NASDAQ today, the S&P 500, and the Dow Jones. Now, I've talked about this a lot, but inflation hurts a particular type of company more than another type of company. Inflation is most harmful for tech companies, unprofitable companies that have free cash flows way out in the future, which is many of the startup tech companies, many of the companies in the NASDAQ. And if you can't see this, let me zoom in on it just to get a bit clarity here. The NASDAQ is up. It's up after this report, 0.38%. The S&P 500 is in the green, but less than the NASDAQ. This is different. Do you see what's going on here? The type of companies that normally should get hurt with high inflation are the ones in the green, and then the type of companies that typically do well during high inflationary times are in the red. The market seems to be taking a very forward-looking approach on this, and I have some thoughts on this. I want to do something, and I want to agree with someone that I think is very dangerous to do, and I think this is very brave of me. I think that I'm going out on a limb here to agree with this individual, but I'm agreeing with Jim Cramer. Yes, I said that. You heard it correct. I'm agreeing with Jim Cramer's take on this subject. Let's go ahead and take a look at what he had to say about this. Jim, you're looking at this number. Fed, uh, we're looking, I was just looking at a, a tweet uh, by Brian Chung. Uh, Fed funds futures now flashing a 30% chance of a 100 bips move in the FOMC meeting at the end of the month. What do you think? No. Uh, when I look at the numbers uh, and I think about what's going to happen in July from the PPI, that we're going to get. I like everything. I mean, food stamp, we know that uh, all the commodities in the food stuff segment are down. Uh, we know that energy's come down. We know that used cars have come down. Uh, we know that new vehicles are actually not going up, which is surprising. Shelter's still bad. We've got, re- we've got rentals that are still up big. But I think that you'll find from When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The applications numbers that housing is going to come down. There isn't anything in the, these numbers that doesn't indicate peak. And I'm listening to the people who were on before, and I think that they are dreaming. I mean, do they not look at the actual commodities? Are they just looking at some stupid thing that came out of the Labor Department? 
I mean, go look at the actual markets. Everything's come down. Used cars have come down. I mean, you, you can't look at these numbers in a vacuum. I mean, there's been a tremendous decline since the Fed started tightening. So if you want to go Volcker, I mean, I lived through the Paul Volcker. That's his take on it. And this is one of the rare cases where I may actually agree with Jim Cramer on this. The report here and the reaction from the market is one that I think the market overall is agreeing with Jim Cramer. You can't invest in the NASDAQ based off of this report unless you think we've already hit peak inflation. Unless you think that's the most likely scenario, which means a lot of the things he listed off, gas prices have come down since last month. Not a ton, but they've they've come down a little bit. Grocery prices have come down a little bit. Used cars, we've seen what's happening with used cars. We've seen lots of videos from Whiteboard Finance, from Graham Stephan talking about the used car bubble and how it's starting to pop, meaning prices are going to come down. This is the type of thing that would cause what would normally be a sell-off in the NASDAQ to actually be a positive thing. If we hit peak inflation, which has been my theory for a while, I think it will trend up sometime over the you know this month, next month. Uh, I think we'll hit peak inflation here very soon. And a lot of these things have to start coming down in price. I do not believe that used car prices are just going to continue to go up year after year. That's just not something I can get behind. Even with high inflation, I think... Over time, used car prices will go down. New car prices will go down. I think the housing market is already slowing down. I agree with Jim Cramer that a lot of the input costs for companies, extra supplies at Target, extra supplies at Amazon. We have images like this. I can show you this image here. This is from the Amazon Fulfillment Center subreddit. There's literally people sitting around because they're not getting enough orders. Amazon has too much supply for Prime Day. They've overbuilt They have too many employees sitting around doing nothing. So I actually find myself agreeing with Jim Cramer here. I think there is a chance last month was the peak for a lot of things, and we'll see a deceleration after this month. I could be wrong, so this is a macro prediction, but that's the way that I'm reading this. Now, I want to go ahead and jump into this episode and talk about a few different subjects. One of them, of course, is my portfolio. For those of you not aware, I track this portfolio every single week. I show the outcome of it benchmarked against the S&P 500. This is what it looks like benchmarked against SPY. SPY is in red, my portfolio is in blue. It's tech, so it sold off at the end of last year and it's trailed down ever since. And now it seems to be bottoming out. You can see the performance over the past couple of months has basically been volatile, but flat over time. And that's something that I like to see is the selling being exhausted in these companies. Now, it says I'm down 47% here. That is money-weighted returns. If we look at this in total returns, I've invested $129,000. I currently have $90,000 in value, which means I'm down 30%. So I am down, I'm in the red. Every single company I've chosen, literally every single one aside from Apple is in the red. Now, I don't consider every single one of these stock picks to be bad. That's not the case. I think this is a sector sell-off, a sector rotation. We're in the middle of it right now, and I'm trying to hang on during the sector rotation because according to JP Morgan and other analyst firms, these typically last maybe a year or two. Next year, these companies could do really well, but right now they're doing really poorly. If we look at the portfolio and I look at the one-day returns, I'm in the green. Record high inflation And this portfolio is in the green today, mostly led by Amazon, the company that's the most exposed to all the environmental issues, to inflation, fuel prices, labor costs. 
supply chain disruptions, every single problem in the world you can list off, Amazon is more exposed to it than other companies. It's more exposed to it than Google or Microsoft or Apple or Meta. It's more exposed than all of them, which has dragged the stock down for the past year. But I think when these type of things dissipate over time, when they eventually go away, which they will, I think Amazon will be the biggest beneficiary of that. Now, having said that, and looking at this portfolio, the performance is obviously poor right now. It's gone down under SPY by quite a bit. We're currently at 28% down. The S&P 500 is in the red by 3.6%. So we're losing the competition right now. But I want to give an update on two companies that I think have further to fall. I'm going to make a prediction that is short-term bearish on two of my favorite companies. One of them is Netflix and one of them is Amazon. Let's go ahead and jump into this. Netflix is reporting earnings July 19th. So that is next Tuesday. They have earnings. And if you want to witness a train wreck live, if you want to just see some free entertainment, then tune into the earnings report. It's Tuesday next week after hours, after the market closes. I'll probably do a reaction video, but I think it's going to be an absolute train wreck. And I think that for multiple reasons. Having said that, the stock price has been down a lot over the past year. It's down 71%. Netflix is one of these highly volatile companies. It's not a stranger to going through these very radical increases in prices and drops in prices. So this is nothing really new, but I do want to give a warning that it has further to fall. And I want to explain why. Let's go ahead and look at two pieces of information here. One of them is that Netflix is renegotiating contracts so that they can add in their ad-supported tear. This seems like a good thing, but investors do not like change. And what we're seeing right here with this news is a reconfiguration of Netflix's business model. Investors don't like that. Anytime you have to reconfigure your business model, anytime there's, there's changes to the business model, investors back out. They want to invest when things are going along business as usual. Right now, it's not business as usual. Netflix is running around trying to save their business. They have a ton of competitors, tons of competition. They're now trailing other streaming services and growth. And this is something that investors obviously don't like. With this change, there's something that I also don't love to see. They're having to renegotiate contracts with other studios that will likely seek a 15 to 30% premium above what they're already paying for the content to be able to allow it to be played with advertisement. So with their new ad-supported tier, they're going to have to pay an even higher price for the same content. That's the first thing that I don't think is great, and it might spook investors next quarter, this next Tuesday. The other thing outside of that is far more concerning. This is the bigger piece of news here. This analyst did a analysis on Netflix and their subscriber forecast, which... If you haven't been following Netflix, which I've been following it for a long time, investors seem to ignore every single other metric, revenue, earnings, free cash flow, everything but the subscriber number. This is the key metric for Netflix. So they ignore everything else. And this is what this analyst is saying about Netflix's forecasts on their subscriber losses. Netflix has already said they're going to lose 2 million subscribers this quarter. That's their forecast. They're going to be down 2 million. This is what the analyst said. Barclays analyst asserts in a research note Wednesday that despite the recent strength in the company's content slate, including Stranger Things, Ozark, Peaky Blinders, Netflix once again could post disappointing progress on subscribers. He writes that Netflix appears on target for a loss of 2.8 million subs in the June quarter, 
800,000 higher than the company had forecasted. An additional 800,000? That would be devastating. Another huge misprediction in the wrong direction. Netflix needs to underpromise and overdeliver. If they were going to lose 2.8 million, last quarter they should have said we're going to lose 3 million and then they come in and beat it. That's what Netflix should be trying to do. But it looks again like once again they're going to be losing more subscribers. And where are they losing these subscribers? In the US and Canada. This makes sense to me. When I look at why Netflix might be losing subscribers in the US and Canada, look at what's going on right now. Netflix is actually pricing their stuff to make money. They're actually trying to charge customers for their product and their content. And all these new streaming entrants, whether you have Peacock, you have Paramount Plus, you have Apple TV and Amazon Prime, they're basically giving away their content for free. Every time you buy an Apple device, they give you three months of Apple TV Plus. Paramount Plus just gave me a free year for my T-Mobile service with no additional cost, just a free year of Paramount Plus. So these companies, these other streaming companies, are subsidizing their content, offering very long free trials, and that makes the value proposition for Netflix even worse, comparatively speaking. Netflix is trying to make money by charging for their content. These companies are trying to get their foot in the door by giving it away for free. And customers are looking at the discrepancy in pricing and saying Netflix is a worse value than these other companies. When in reality, in time, all these companies are going to have to charge for their content. This can't be a loss leader forever. So in my opinion, I think this next quarter, next Tuesday, this report I think will be disastrous. That's my opinion. That's my prediction on it. I think this short term is very difficult for this company. Long term speaking, and the reason that I remain invested in the company is because I think over time, people will charge for content. These type of companies that are giving it away for free right now eventually will have to raise prices, which will make Netflix's value proposition not look so comparatively bad. I think in comparison to other companies, Netflix's value proposition will increase over time, not get worse. Because Peacock, Paramount+, Plus, Apple TV+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, they're all going to have to raise prices over time. Now, the next earnings report I want to warn about is Amazon. And before we jump into that, I have to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor of today's video. It's FTX US. They are a large cryptocurrency exchange. They have over a million daily active users, and they do a ton of volume on their uh, on their cryptocurrency exchange. Now, I don't invest in crypto. This isn't my thing. I like to do cash flow oriented investments. So I don't know crypto or NFTs, but I do like stocks. And FTX wanted people to know that they are moving into stock trading. They're going to be able to buy and sell stocks on FTX's platform. This is what it looks like. You can go and pick which one you want. I have Amazon here. I've been buying a few shares of it as it's dropped in price and I'll continue to buy more of it. You can trade it anytime the market's open using fractional shares. They don't do payment for order flow. They are part of FINRA and SIPC insured. And you can sign up now for free. Just make sure to use the refer code Carlson, my last name, C-A-R-L-S-O-N. That gives you $10 when you do your first $100 trade. So use that code that lets them know that I sent you and it gives you a free $10 on that $100 trade. Now let's go ahead and jump in to Amazon. This is my biggest holding, and I know it confuses people to say this, but this is what I honestly believe. I think the next six months for Amazon are going to be very difficult. I think over the next three to six months, it's likely that the stock drops another 10 or 20%. I really think that's a very likely scenario because Amazon is facing so many 
temporary headwinds. Now, I'm not a day trader, so I'm not trying to trade in and out of this stock, but this is what I honestly believe. I think the company will trade down, and I think this next quarter is going to be very difficult for it. Amazon is already down 36% year to date. It's bottom out over the past quarter, the past couple of months, but I think it will have a next leg down next quarter, unless it really surprises to the upside with its earnings report. The reason that I think it may be bad is this excess building they did. Amazon way overbuilt, way more than they needed, and that's costing the company a lot of money, lowering their margins. And on top of that, we have some little anecdotal evidence like this, the Amazon Fulfillment Center subreddit, where employees of Amazon can go and discuss different topics and do different posts. Well, this is a post yesterday with Amazon Prime launching yesterday. Prime Day got kicked off with stowing and sent here with 60 to 80 people, and the manager said we were basically going to be sitting sitting down all day. So 60 to 80 people are in this Amazon Fulfillment Center. They're all just sitting around, bumming around, sitting down on their phones. There is no work for them to do. Now, is this the case for every fulfillment center? I don't know, but there's a lot of comments from other employees in different fulfillment centers saying the same thing. It's very slow. Lots of employees getting sent home. There's voluntary time off, right? Lots of people are just saying, oh, there's no work for me. I'm going to go take the day off, right? That's what Amazon's doing right now. They overbuilt, they overhired, that's crushing their margins right now. And in my opinion, I think that Prime Day is going to be less big this year than it was before. I think more people are concerned with vacationing, going out with the restaurants right now, going outside of the house, than buying things on websites. I think they've been over that for for some time. So even though I'm long-term bullish on Amazon, with the growth of AWS, with their market position, with their Amazon Prime membership. I see some good things happening with Amazon Prime Video as well. Lots of good shows that have been big hits. I'm short-term bearish. And I think this next quarter really could be a disastrous quarter for Amazon. I think there's a strong possibility of that. That doesn't change my opinion on the long-term. I'm gonna continue to buy the stock over time. And I will be putting money aside to say that if Amazon does drop below 100 into the 90s and 80s, I will be increasing my position size. So that's my thought on these companies, inflation. I hope you enjoyed the update. If you like this type of content, make sure to subscribe to the channel with the bell notification. And if you want to see more, we have a lot more content. We're up to 74 episodes in the Discord and they're multiple hours. Some of them are two hours long. So a ton of content. Go try it out. There's a link in the description of this video. It's the Patreon membership and it includes this website as well. So you have nothing to lose. There's a free trial. There's thousands of members using it every single day. Try it out with the link in the description below.